0: Hello, listeners. Uh, this is Dr. George Garrow. Welcome to another installment of our PHN Podcasts. Uh, today, I'm joined by Brenda Bejcik. Uh, She's a licensed uh, professional counselor here at Primary Health Network. And uh, we've uh, asked Brenda to come and uh, talk with us today uh, regarding a really important uh, topic that um, I'm excited to learn even more about from Brenda. And that is the uh, LGBTQ plus community and mental health concerns. So uh, welcome, Brenda.
1: Good morning, Dr. Garrow. I really appreciate being able to share information about something that I'm really passionate about.
0: Well, thank thank you for taking the time.
1: Sure. So,
0: um, just to sort of set the stage here, can you you know help help me and help our listeners understand you know when we use the term, we hear the term LGBTQ plus. Uh, yeah. wh- what
1: what does that mean? Yeah, so there that's a pretty inclusive term, and it's referencing. Um, People of all genders and sexualities, um, such as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, um, questioning. So people that really aren't sure maybe what they're feeling yet, um, intersex, asexual, pansexual, and allies. Um, So each of those letters kind of references a specific group of people, um, but the term encompasses the entire spectrum of gender fluidity and sexual identities.
0: We're all well aware that there's a tremendous amount of stress in our community at large. And I imagine in particular for individuals who may have had, uh, you know, some challenges, uh, you know, feeling accepted and welcomed into the community at large. So. Can you help us understand some of the mental health challenges that are unique, perhaps, to this community?
1: Um, And I want to just kind of clarify at first that being part of the LGBTQIA plus community does not equate to mental illness. You know, there was a time within, you know, even our recent history where it was considered a diagnosis, um, but people in that community do experience the same mental health struggles, um, the same physical health struggles, a lot of the same stressors that we do. Um, but there are factors that create mm, different challenges for people within that community. So what I know is p- people that are part of the LGBTQ Plus, community um, access mental health services about two point five times higher than their straight counterparts, um, but they're at particular risk for experiencing shame and fear, discrimination, and adverse um, traumatic events, and not having the support, not having the supportive systems in place, maybe in their social support or um, within the the medical community or health community work community that. We we expect, you know, we have come to expect through privilege that maybe they, they're not experiencing.
0: So um, I'm so glad that we in the healthcare community are opening our minds, our hearts, our eyes to be inclusive and accepting of everyone, tell us about, you know, about the impact of stigma and, you know, what, what how stigma uh, attributes or can contribute to mental health challenges and folks who are disenfranchised.
1: People in the LGBTQ community have been dealing with forever. Um, they're, they're dealing with societal stigma, discrimination, oftentimes denial of civil and human rights, um and that has been associated with the higher rates of psychiatric disorders, um, substance abuse and suicide um and, and it's really tough. you know a lot of our LGBT community members say that they have had family members, friends um you know uh, people in their 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 social circle who have been sexually harassed, um, physically abused, um, had violence perpetrated against them because of their gender identity or sexual orientation, um, have a harder time getting jobs, um, insensitive comments, you know, just a lot of things that, you know, maybe those of us who are part of like the cis hetero, um, part of that community don't really experience
0: For individuals in the LGBTQ plus community who need or want to access mental health services, can you tell us a little bit about um, those uh, opportunities that that may exist?
1: Yeah, so um, I I am going to um, talk a little bit about what we do here at PHN, if that's okay. We are committed to serving all of our community members without any prejudice or bias, no matter what backgrounds they come from. Um, We're actively working to train our staff and professionals to provide the affirming and inclusive care. Um, We strongly believe that physical health and mental health are linked together. So we want to create opportunities to allow people to address both of those aspects so that they can live their best lives. We're always taking a look at policies, procedures, um, processes to be able to fine tune them and make sure um, that people are getting the care that they need. Um, So we do have locations across PA and Ohio Um, but uh, the the important thing that I want to point out to you is it's not just primary health. There's many excellent providers in the community who are affirming and inclusive with, um, the LGBTQ plus and other marginalized communities. So if we can't help you here and you reach out to us, we're going to help get you linked to someone who can help you.
0: So in addition to accessing, you know, mental health uh, services, you know, here at Primary Health Network or across the community, um, can you share with us any other suggestions, resources, advocacy, etc.?
1: So this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I get really excited about this. So when we're thinking about the A in LGBTQIA+, that can include the cis and hetero people as allies, And there's a lot of things that we can do as allies. Um, We can take a look at asking people their pronouns and then committing to use them. We're going to mess up sometimes. We're going to maybe trip over it. But then just apologizing and getting back on track, um, referring to people's partners rather than husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend. Um, And in my office, I have a little pride flag in a plant. Um, I have a sticker uh, on my door that says safe space um, on my badge. I have another little tag that has my pronouns. So that's just kind of sending out a message like, you're going to be safe here. We're going to do what we can to help you. Um, in 2011, the Joint Commission um, that accredits and certifies healthcare organizations and hospitals um, require that healthcare and how hospitals uh, prohibit discrimination against sexual orientation and gender identity in order to be accredited. So that's a big step. Um, there's organizations like the Trevor Project, um, the Humans Right Campaign, um, GLAD. They're all working to um, really shape legislation and ensure safety. Um, but one of the biggest things that I'm just going to take a second to talk about is um, When my boys were little, they had this activity at school, and and it was called Flat Stanley. And I'm not sure if anybody else remembers or had Flat Stanley in school. So Flat Stanley was a character on a piece of paper that they colored and cut out. And then over a holiday break or summer break, they took Flat Stanley with them everywhere they went and then wrote a story about Flat Stanley. Oftentimes, we can get stuck in the trap of looking at people or our patients as flat Stanley, as just their diagnosis or just their sexual orientation, gender identity, um, whatever that is. And we don't want people to be flat Stanleys. We want to remember that they're whole 3D beings. So I'm a wife, a mom. I'm a therapist. I'm a supervisor here. I'm a dog mom. I just got chickens. Um, you know, so there's lots of aspects to me besides my gender identity and sexual orientation. Um, so making sure that when we're serving our patients and interacting with our friends, family members, community members, the, the checkout person at the grocery store, there are they are 3d being that have all of those things. So looking at them as person first is one of the very best and most beautiful ways that we can connect and advocate for people.
0: Oh, that's fantastic, Brenda. Thank you. So, uh, as we sort of, uh, wrap up our discussion today, can you sort of help us to reflect on, you know, some maybe some key takeaway points for our listeners regarding our discussion today?
1: Yeah, just, um, Treating people with dignity and respect, Um, remembering that that person across from you or next to you has feelings, um, challenges, talents, gifts, regardless of who they are, regardless of how they present, the color of their skin, their sexual orientation. Um, We're all more alike than we are different, Um, and we can accomplish so much more together than we can individually.
0: Well Brenda thank you so much for for sharing this with us today. I uh I really appreciate the work that you do and others in in the community. Uh you know your comment about the pride flag and your little plant. I uh you know personally when I see a, a pride flag I I um I, I feel the colors, the vibrancy, the joy um, that that represents. And, um, you know, I, I, I see that in absolutely everybody. Everyone uh, is, uh, has something to give and to share. And, and it's just wonderful uh, to have a warm, welcoming, compassionate community. So thank you for what you do. And thank you, listeners, for taking time uh, for, with us today. Uh, we look forward to uh, getting together with you again in the near future. Bye.